So uh, we haven't talked for three weeks. I was on vacation, had a visit from family, and spent some time on vacation. On vacation, however, it does mean there were no, there were not, there was, there were no activities or significant ones. Um, so in no psychological or uh, psychological chronological order, uh, the last thing actually that happened was. Um, that um, this past Monday in Banyaluka we had a press conference that was related to the fact that we were opening uh, an office in Banyaluka and had an assembly to pick to select the uh, committee, the local organization that will run. Uh, Around Banyaluk, and that is the first office in an entity called Republika Srpska, with an idea to develop a strong organization and then expand throughout the areas uh, Republika Srpska. Uh, we also announced the initiative that, um, which basically um, means that we want to act. Uh, decisively and in an organized fashion in Republika Srpska, and we invited other political parties who are interested in the well-being of the country to uh, work with us and come up with a joint list and and uh, really participate in the elections jointly together. We'll see if anybody will decide to do so, but we have clearly stated that the goal is to change the situation in Republika Srpska on behalf of Bosnia and Herzegovina. We'll see how that will go. Um, prior to that, a day before, I was in Omarska. Omarska is close to Prijedor. Prijedor and its surroundings were the site of many concentration camps and significant uh, killings and torture. And Omarska was one of those most notorious uh, concentration camps. And every year there is a commemoration of those events. So on Sunday we did that. Um, that puts us or helps us define our mission more succinctly and more forcefully because we are one of the very few, perhaps there's only one other party from Federatia, Federation Party of Bosnia-Herzegovina, that has, uh, or who have an office in, in, who have established an office in, in Banyaluka. Um, I and was trying, and we were trying, to be uh, present in the media these days as well. I had um, a series of posts that were on several occasions um, uh, published in various media outlets as well. Uh, 
related to the question of our identity, uh, Bosnian identity. I, I went even further. There are several of us, um, and I'm the only politician of those, talking about our common identity. And our claim is that it is a Bosnian identity. The nationalists, those who want to divide the country, are claiming that their primary identity is Serb, Croat, Bosniak, whatever. And that's a recipe for division. Basically, they would like to create this to be a nation of three nations, the country of three nations, which is ridiculous. According to the modern theory, theory of the country has its nation, nationhood affiliated with the country. These politicians claim that there are three, and therefore it's justified to divide it into three pieces, two of which would join the eventually adjacent countries, and the other one for Bosniaks would become almost like a Palestine. Um, we are promoting that we have something in common besides our differences in terms of religion, for example, cultural experiences. We have something that unites us in this. And the rest of the world sees us as all as Bosnians. However, we inside see ourselves differently. So that Bosnian nationhood is that we started promoting. Of course, we expect that political uh, political elites of Serb and Croat, Bosnian Croat and Bosnian Serb political elites, frown upon that because they don't want anything that has Bosnian associated with this to succeed. And therefore, Bosnian, the word Bosnian, according to them, should be banned because it's, it is dangerous for them. Um, I am of the opinion, and I claim that, and I think I'm the only one in the first one, who basically says that Bosnianhood is our defense against this greater Serbia program and greater Croatia at the expense of Bosnia or smaller Bosnia. They would like to carve out pieces for themselves. I also claim that this greater Serbia and greater Croatia thing, uh, program, national program, are against their own interests because it prevents them from focusing on the well-being of the citizens they're focusing on making them larger at the expense of the well-being of, of, of the citizens. Therefore, they defining their priorities. They are it's a, it's an expansionist policy. That's their priority, regardless of what happens with economy, education, justice. And I think it's not in the interest of Serbian Serbian people or people in Croatia to adopt that aggressive stance towards Bosnia-Herzegovina, they should really take care of their citizens. I think it's the main issue today and the most pressing issue, and the most important thing to solve, this question of Bosnia, to accept it, to promote it, to talk about it, because 
that will, if it takes hold, prevent, as I've said, uh, others to attack, really, whether in words, economic policies, or physically to attack Bosnia-Herzegovina, because we have something that unites us, protects us, and we need to convince the population that in the absence of that, first, we are weak, second, corruption gives rise, uh, the lack of justice um, producing country that's inherently weak and therefore prey of those vultures from the East and the West. Um, these, so that has been something that resonated really well with a lot of people and put me in, in contact with some of the thinkers, intellectuals who are talking about the same thing, same issue, even though I'm the only politician who dared to talk about those issues and promoted this idea that that is the most pressing issue of Bosnia-Herzegovina today, more important than joining the European Union or NATO or uh, responding to these constant attacks of verbal attack by the political elites from Republika Srpska. That is the cause of all our problems, that the lack of that national identity that's present, but is constantly being um, put down, or um, they're trying, those who don't want well to Bosnia-Herzegovina, they're trying to eliminate it from the public discourse. This is all happening in the context of constant attacks by the political elites from Republika Srpska and Serbia proper. Recently, they had an event in Prijedor. Prijedor is a city in northwest Bosnia-Herzegovina. A lot of concentration camps created around Prijedor. A lot of people killed, raped, tortured. And in that city, they, they um, organized the main event uh, commemorating the operation called Storm that was executed by the Croatian army in the territory of Croatia against the Serbian minority living there that wanted some autonomy in setting stage for all the events afterwards that happened in, in the West Balkans, an attempt to create this larger Serbia. Uh, a lot of yeah, Serbs got uh, killed and expelled. And while Croatia celebrates that as the, as the freedom, struggle for freedom of Croatians, Serbs are commemorating that as the ethnic cleansing of Serbs. Now, they claim that it's the largest ethnic, uh, ethnic cleansing uh, in Europe since Second World War, forgetting everything they've done in Bosnia-Herzegovina. And um, even the president of Serbia, Mr. Vucic, was there. And they decided to commemorate that in Prijedor, the site 
of uh, ethnic cleansing, concentration camps, killings, torture, rapes that they conducted against mostly Bosniaks, but some Croat population as well. It's a travesty now that's happening more and more with a higher intensity. Denying that anything they've done Serbs and Serbians can be designated or characterized as genocide, ethnic cleansing. It is all their fight for their freedom. They celebrate um, war criminals. They celebrate those who were by the International Court in The Hague um, sentenced as the perpetrators of the largest crime since the World War II in Europe. It's a complete, complete revision of history. Croats are participating in that as well, to a lesser extent. But now it feels like the country is under siege, that these forces have seen the path to completing the war aims that were not satisfied or fulfilled by the war, and they're trying to complete that, accomplish it now, given the fact that the international community is almost sympathetic to their cause, simply because they they see Serbia as their, the largest player, the most significant players in the play in the West Balkans. <coughs> they are pro-Russian, pro-Putin. The West is trying to take them, <coughs> excuse me, away from the Putin's embrace, thinking that it's possible, forgetting about their common um, uh, religious, their common religion, um, Slavic connection, historic friendships. <coughs> and despite the current president, which it's attempt to play both sides and sit in two chairs at the same time, they believe that he will eventually come to the side of the West, and they, they get they go in front of him, the carrot of European Union. To us, from, the, from Bosnia and Herzegovina, it's painful to watch because we have seen that in the past, Serbia always stays with Russia and is not, it never shies away from committing any kind of Cries, crimes against, um, well, any kind of, how should I put it? They'll do anything and everything in their power to simply achieve their aim, uh, the aim, the goal of the foreign policy, which has been in place for 170 years. And that is the way to expand for them is, regardless where you are, where you live, if you have Eastern Orthodox faith, 
and speak this southern Slavic Slav language, you must be a Serb. And when there is wherever there is a Serb, that should be a Serb territory or Serbian territory, because they all have to live in one country. That's expansionistic policy of the worst kind, but then adopted by the Croats as well. And the Bosnia is the target because that's the only place where they can expand. All of this is happening now in that context. Um, and my activities have been lately in that ideological space saying the, the solution is in Bosnianhood. There are many who accept it, there are some who don't. We need to promote it, we need to find this propaganda with a consistent, persistent truth and just talk about it. Not give up, not lose hope. Even though it lasts for 170 years, it may last another 170, but you cannot give up the uh, one foot of the country. And especially not to those who have um, who don't shy away from any kind of physical violence for that to happen. Interestingly enough, the more these attacks realize or play out or the more they are being orchestrated. In addition to that, not just this, uh, these attacks, but also the, this, this creating the dysfunctional state by blocking all kinds of processes at the national level, the entity level, cantonal level, they can stop the process of moving forward. Uh, they are pointing wherever they can, their own people, sometimes those who are known to have done atrocities in the war, uh, in the position of power, like the defense or police force or judicial system. And now we are witnessing where those who have committed the crimes are being the judges who judge the victims for crimes that are, that never happened, or dubious or questionable, the interpretation of it. And the country is in constant, total shock. They're the victims who basically wake up one day just to find out that you've been persecuted once physically and now a second time legally by the same kind of people and sometimes by the same people. It is a total collapse of the political life and the government at a country level coalition that got that established from the Bosniak side, they made so many concessions to Serbian Croat nationalists just to be to pick them as a partner rather than the other as the party that the country is in total disarray. So in all of that context. Um, we started promoting the Bosnian Hood as, as a way to wake up the people, create that 
ideological defense that um, has to send the message to Serbians and Croats to stay away because we'll never give it up. There will never be peace in the West Balkans without strong Bosnia-Herzegovina. Recently, I got, uh, I talked to a person who who was well regarded uh, within police structures at the federal level, uh, federal uh, entity, federation entity, federation entity, who um, is now being prosecuted by the new government because he knows too much about them, their dealings in the past. So you know that is, um, and him trying to help him at least get. Uh, a day in the court or in the spotlight of the national media so that people can hear his uh, story. Um, trying to get our voice, our opinion in the mainstream media, it is amazing to what extent the population has been desynthesized uh, or I can't say clueless, but they almost like they don't care what happens. And it's a very dangerous uh, place to be in. And there are now, I can hear it, I can hear them, some intellectuals on the Bosniak side who are basically saying, well, let, that's okay, let's divide the country. We will, we will like we, the Bosniaks, we'll have 2 million people. Montenegro has 600,000. They are successful, will be successful. As well, that's what I say, not even knowing that this goes into extinction of the Bosniaks or true Bosnian people, that that will never work, cannot work. This is one country, this is their population, this is uh, where we can only be. And whoever really gives up a foot of the territory is a traitor of the worst kind. So, on the other hand, what we see is uh, a respect for platform for progress, or um, my positions are coming back, that the population finally sees that we've been telling the truth the whole time, we were warning them, Will be that what we were saying actually is being played out now that this new government is no change, just a replacement of the old one, and often even worse. Um, they see the value in who we are. Will that reflect in better success in the local elections next year? We'll see. On our end, I have. Um, I have used the last presidency meeting to talk about our inability to execute. We've been pretty slow in what we needed to do in the last four or five months. And I basically said, I'm going to give you until the end of the year to, for each of you, to take on one or two main tasks in line with the strategic planning process that is just being completed, or just being completed these days. 
until the end of the year for us to make a difference. If not, I'll call for complete elections of the new presidency because we have to have people who are willing to work and have the time to work um, on behalf of the party, on behalf of the country. I think we are executing too slowly, not working on the, on the ground. We have to realize where we have support, where we don't have supports, and then extend um, support the people that are supporting us uh, in certain cities and where we don't have a, a functioning local organization, establish one, one at a time. Tough times, a lot of work ahead of us. Tough times in the country. The situation is not pleasant in any sense, not promising in any sense. But strangely enough, I personally more and more committed with every one of with every statement that denies my right to exist my will is stronger um, I, I didn't expect this this is really new and I see every time somebody says things like genocide didn't happen, those who perpetrated those crimes are heroes. I remember the kids, four or five years old, with their parents, grandparents, being burned alive in a house that was locked and inside 70, 80, 100 people placed in, first shot at them, set it in set it on fire and I just can hear the, the screams of those people and I just have a greater sense or level of responsibility to do something for those screams not going away or are unheard. Anyway, I'm rambling now. That's it. How do you, or can you, break through this notion that a melting pot of people can serve as a strength, as opposed to trying to divide everything up, and I want this, I want this, and why does why is Bosnia always the puppet here in terms of the poor child left out? Right. If, if it were just a Bosnian problem, I would say, well, we can overcome it simply by showing examples, talking to people, showing examples of how diversity can be strength. That we can come up with a better constitutional framework, give rights to everybody and demonstrate that by our differing experiences and skills we can build better products. What makes it harder is the presence of the neighbors of the East, Serbia and Croatia and the West, who like um, cancer are simply 
poisoning the body here within Bosnia-Herzegovina and convincing people that they should be somewhere else. And that makes it hard because countries have money and they can invest resources, promise people a lot, convince them through the media that that's really the only way and re do the history revisions in a way that they present to you something that will turn you into a victim rather than a perpetrator of the crime. And that is hard to fight. In addition to the fact that it's been like that for 170 plus years. I understand people who just are willing to give up just to have some resemblance of peace, not knowing they'll never have a peace. The only way to deal with it, their way, would be just to leave this country. Which is what those in power want, to have the country for themselves and those who think like them and those who, for being obedient, gain some benefits and privileges or privilege. So it is hard. Um, that is why what we try to do in 19, 2019, to organize conversations about all the well-being leading parties, parties for Bosnia to win, sound and talk and strategize and plan. Define the goal and path to that goal. But the self-interests, uh, short-sightedness, desire for power prevented them from seeing the need of the country which is which makes the job even harder so these piecemeal solutions might not work we need to garner all our resources together and strengthen wits and figure out the way forward and that is not happening. So what will change the minds of these politicians, if anything, I don't know. Um, I was, I probably talked about it. Uh, when we were done with the peace march, I had a post where I attacked politicians who got in front of the column. And I got attacked for that big time by some of them or their cronies. Um, it's it's in the it's a situation where you if you have your own mind you are target and if you speak up you are target. I don't know to what extent this reflects the situation in the rest of the world and I'm sure there are many countries like this. Russia is not far far from this. Um, Belarus. The dictators were established, even Hungary and um, perhaps Turkey. I don't know. There are these strong men who would like to control every aspect of life and promote their true truth as the only truth. And there seem to be, looking at the recent elections, 
for the European Parliament, which is a reflection of the elections in participating countries. It seems like the right is on the move again, and which is really nationalism-based. Um, they close into themselves, forget about the rest of the world. It's um, it's divide the pie rather than enlarge the pie approach to life. So it's hard. It's hard. I, I cannot tell you that there are there is a solution. And to, I talk to many people. More of them are talking to me now because of what's happening at the national level, because of my posts, because of ideas being put for, put forward. But that's still not a critical mass that's required for the change. And just one last one real quick. How bold of a move would you classify opening the office in Banaluka in basically hostile territory, if I say? Well, I don't want to give them the hostile territory. Okay. I know what you mean, but I don't want to give them the... Uh, the the privilege of seeing us not being there. Um, that will simply encourage a lot of those from diaspora, from Banyaluka, who had to leave, encourage them to, to know that there is hope that somebody is trying, give them a place where they can come when they come, give them the address they can contact for elections, information about elections, how to participate, and so on. It is bold move in the sense that you have to build a base there. Mostly the base is outside. Um, financially, it's a bold move because you have to support it. But it reflects our policy that we are interested in the change through throughout the whole country and diaspora beyond. So we want to send a message will pay the price, both financially and probably become the target. But it was really necessary for us. Um, we have... The event itself was wonderful. We, we did it in our offices, the assembly as well as the press conference. We expected about 20 people, that's how many can fit into that uh, one room that we have, plus some additional facilities. We had 40, we had people standing room only, we had people in the hallways hoping to hear what's being said. Um, it was a very, it was high energy, positive atmosphere, almost like a ray of hope to those who are considering coming back, returning to Banyaluka. I think it has a, has a large positive potential, but it's, it's right in the middle of our intentions to show, to, to send the message that we are not a party that acts in the few areas of the stronghold and, and large support. Uh, our mission is Bosnia-Herzegovina, it's well-being. And Bosnia-Herzegovina is in the Republic of Srpska as well, and in Banja Luka as well. And that's where we need to be.